now wait a minute, Roberts. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Just yeah, one yeah, yeah, second. Yeah. Time out. Time out. What? What? What do you mean? Uh, you weren't supposed to agree with me when I told you that I went full ADHD yesterday. Oh well, I I saw it. So uh, you know, there are times. Is it wrong to say I feel like a parent to you sometimes? Sometimes we're bros. Sometimes I'm like, hey, shut up back there. No, no, that's right. That's the right thing to do. So, yeah, so sometimes, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I'm not that much older than you are. Just like 20 years. Let's see, could I actually physically have been your father? If I won't. Well, how old are you, Roberts? You're 59? 60? So maybe it was. How, how old are you? I'm 58. 58. And I'm, well, you know. How old's your dad? My dad's 71. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like 17 years older than I am. Well, you know, it was so weird because we dropped Jeff off yesterday after our little excursion there down south. And then Jeff called me back up and he says, you know, we wanted to just hang out for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'll go show you the Indian Mounds here in Hudson. And um, it was weird because I was tired, right? And this is, yeah. this is what we do, right? So the second that play button or that recorder, that stream button goes, it's like something triggers in our freaking brains. And, dude, I go from being absolutely horrifically tired to, like, full ADHD while we're Energy doing Energy comes up. It's adrenaline. Uh, hey, did you do that? And you're froze. And you're froze. And you're froze. Robert, you're froze. Damn it. There you I are. I don't know what's wrong with my system. I really don't. All right. Did I do that what? Uh, did you do that before or after you guys sat romantically together on the bench overlooking the river? That was during the whole time. Oh, it was during that time. Yeah. Didn't you see where I videotaped those people walking by and I stopped them to I saw interview that. them? I saw that, but I didn't see the whole thing. That's what I do, Roberts. I stop people and I interview them. That's right. And then they went in the woods. I did that down at the Alamo once. Ooh, they went in the woods, this young couple. I don't know what they were doing. Uh, maybe they maybe they were doing what they thought you guys were doing. Oh, dude, it totally looked gay. I'm telling you right now. We were all like legs were all next to each other so we can both fit in the cameras and it, it didn't sure. look good. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Monday, right here, the Situation Room, the big freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts, Rocky Stucci here. Hey. And I'm telling you, boy, you know, we were talking before we went on the air. Folks, here's the thing. If you're listening, we're super grateful. If you want to join in on the conversation and join in in the chat, we broadcast live on uh, my YouTube channel. Just search Rocky Stucci Media on YouTube and come on over and join the conversations. And uh, I was telling Scotty before we broadcasted that I feel it, it, I feel hungover. It was three days of paranormal-related work. And, and Scotty, you can attest to this. Sometimes you go to one location and it takes a couple of days to recover from a single location. That's right. It's an and energy thing, right? It's an energy thing. And, and, and sometimes you're there. You have to come back a couple, three days in a row in order to get the kind of material that, uh, that you're looking for. And uh, so we were only there for a long afternoon. But I got to tell you, it was, it was packed in with some things that uh, we didn't even know we were going to be doing and some things we didn't know we were going to encounter. Right. So. And I got to tell you, we're not, and I hope you guys know this about us, and I hope I don't freeze in the middle of saying this, but uh, we're not just out there thrill-seeking. Yes, there's a thrill factor to it, but we're out looking for, we're researching, let's put it that way, to make it a word, 
And you go out there and we're not newbies. We're not rubes. Uh, we know what we're doing and we get out there and we have people with us that know what they're doing. Uh, Travis, uh, uh, Thorpe was with us yesterday. That tripped me out a little bit, bro. Uh, Just saying, what's yeah. that? All I'm going to tell you about him. He's a pagan high priest and he is into this as deep as you want to get into it. Uh, and it's genuine. Uh, you want to look the, the way I try to tell this to people, Rocky is if you had a, a priest, like a, a Catholic priest or a Greek Orthodox priest in front of you, you would kind of honor them. You say, these people know what they're doing. This is why they wear their robes and their reverse collars or their whatevers. Uh, you get Travis Thorpe up there. He's got his own accoutrements that he wears and puts on, and he's just as much a priest as these other guys are maybe even more so. So uh, he knew his stuff, and it was pretty interesting things going on at sometimes. He is an intense brother. So uh, I'm pulling up the calendar here because I want to make a quick announcement. You're going to be hearing this date a lot, uh, but I would just I want to get this out there right now. Uh, let's see on October 24th, October 24th, which is a Thursday, we are going to be doing another live broadcast. What the hell was that? I have no idea. We are going to be doing another live broadcast um, at the Depot Bar and Grill. Again, that is going to be Thursday, October. Scotty, what the hell? Oh, it's I, not mine. I'm muted. Brother, I know what it is. I know what it is. You All got right. somebody messaging you on there. and That's right. Your yes, system sir. is set up to you. Boom. Sound off. They gone, brother. They gone. They gone. They gone. So on the 24th, again, the Depot Bar and Grill in Hastings, Minnesota, another live broadcast. And then on Friday, October 25th, and Saturday, October 26th, Scotty Roberts, Sarah Soderlin, and Rocky Frickin' Stucci will be doing our paranormal investigation you know at it. the Renaissance Grounds. Brother, what's up now? That's right. And Rocky's talking about the Renaissance Ground for years. I did the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. I was part of entertainment out there. And one of my dear friends out there, Jimmy Cunningham, he has run what they call the Feast of Fantasy for years out there during the festival days. And uh, he started the Phantoms Feast for Halloween. They have a big, they convert uh, one section of the, the site all over to Halloween stuff. And uh, they do uh, this big feast every year. And he invites Rocky and I out. This is what, like year five or six? It's somewhere five, six, seven. Somewhere in there. Yeah. I was looking back through old graphics just looking at the dates on old graphics and they go back four years. So, uh, uh, but that's what he, uh, Rocky means when it's out at the Renaissance and, uh, this and Rocky can attest to this. You walk around those grounds when there is no audience oh, yeah. and people aren't out there in costume. And that, by the way, that site gets 15,000 to 20,000 people per day that walk through it, not accumulated through the year. That's per day. For seven weekends, uh, August, as uh, a matter of fact, uh, this weekend, this for this last weekend behind us now mm -hmm. would have been the uh, the first opening weekend. And so uh, uh, you walk amongst those buildings and what it's set up like it's 23 acres in like an old oak grove, old oak. Wow, look at that. 
wow, I should have not said anything. That the image he froze. Like a medieval village. Yeah, dude, your lips, you, you froze this for a couple seconds, but your lips look fascinatingly sexy, bro. What's up? I'm sure they did. Damn, uh, oh, what's up? And that time I got a message. It says my internet signal is choppy. You know, that might be what it is. I've got somebody coming out this week that's uh, supposed to be taking a look at it. They said there was an external problem with my internet. So there you go, folks. Well, that they was better, free. They better internalize that shit, bro. What's up? Ain't that the truth, bro? So, you know, Scotty, you've, you've have a long connection with the Renaissance grounds. Now I've never seen it during the day. Um, and last year was the first time that we actually covered the entire grounds where you showed me everything. You cried like four times, bro, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I get a little misty out there sometimes, uh, that place, uh, uh represents a, a big slice of my life as an adult. Uh, what's neat out there too is, is, uh, and folks, if you're into this stuff, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. There are ley lines that cross on that site. There has been um, dark magics performed out there by not sanctioned at all, right. but uh, nighttime by some of the the, the uh, people who work out there. Uh, there have been things raised, things sealed, um, all kinds of activity over the last 35 to 40 years out there. And uh, uh, some of the old structures out there are haunted. Um, and uh, we've gotten things out there uh, when Rocky and I are there that uh, we got, you know, Jimmy Cunningham, our host, we got him uh, at one point tearing up. Well, last year, dude, he, last year, we something came through and said my name clear as day. You remember that? I remember that. That was kind of cool. Um, and uh, the first year we were out there, first or second year, uh, we got somebody who had died out there that was part of, and this is who I think it was anyway, because we were on his stage. He'd mm -hmm. been there for 30 years and he passed away and uh, a very uh, frenetic, fun uh, 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 entertainer out there. And uh, he died and uh, he was a good friend of Jimmy's. And we were standing there on his stage, which looks like a big pirate ship. Mm -hmm. And we're on the deck of this ship. And we asked, and we got, uh, hey, Jimmy, come That's over the right. box. That's right. And uh, Jimmy started tearing up a little bit. He recognized the voice. Uh, and so things like that, when you see that stuff happen, it verifies it even to you. I'm getting chills. I got chills right down the Ooh, backs of my arms up, on that one. You know, uh, A lot like yesterday. Think about it, though, Roberts. You know, with Jimmy and with you. You know, it's life, right? Think about life. You know, mm -hmm. we, we have all these experiences. And sometimes while we have those experiences at those moments, we don't realize the significance or the importance of what they're going to mean to us in the future. And and when I see things like with you, you know, I give you shit, brother, but you know, I do it out of love. But because sure. I know when you go to the Renaissance, I know that's deep to you, brother. I know it's deep to yeah. Jimmy. And I know it's deep to a lot of you folks that have worked out there and been part of that for a long time. It was a family thing. It was a community thing. And, um, you know, and I do the same thing. I look back at certain times in my life where it chokes me up. And sometimes I wish that we knew back then what we know now to where we can really take in those moments and, and they hold an importance back then as they do now. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. So anyways, let's, let's do a quick recap here of the weekend. Um, All right. so I, I mainly want to talk about our trip yesterday, but I, I'm going to start off by saying that. Uh, and thanking the Depot Barn Grill in Hastings, Minnesota, Scotty. We had a great crowd. 
um, two-hour program, live program. We did the video stream, and it seemed like everybody enjoyed it. Uh, it was a great time, and I just want to thank all of you that either watched it or that were there physically that came down. Uh, it means a lot to, like, Scotty and myself and Jeff and, and the owners of the bar, uh, Kimmy and Q-Ball, because of the fact is, is that, you know, we, we've done this for a long time, Scotty, and, and this is a family thing, right? Um, yes. And I kind of mentioned this on Jeff's show tonight. It was important for us to share these moments, whether we shared them while we were down at Faribault, whether we shared them while we were at the, the depot. Uh, it, we went to Tammy and Terry's house the other day, and I, I was able to show them that location. And, you know, it's important to share these things because you guys are loyal to us. And we find it our privilege and our honor to be able to stream these things, to be able to bring this with you and to spark these conversations because it's, it's, it's a hell of a fun ride, brother. It sure is. And, um, I apologize in advance to everybody because I'm probably going to break up now and then through this broadcast, uh, just a little freeze up moments and so on. Uh, there's some uh, detail that needs fixing on the outside that I can't handle from the inside. And that's not going to happen for a couple of days. So, um, uh, bear with it. It's a technical glitch, and uh, it's what you get with scintillating live radio. That's right, brother. We're used to so, this stuff, bro. What's up? Come on. We are. What's up? <laughs> I cut you off too soon. Don't touch that uh, microphone, Roberts. Don't touch that microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, uh, you're right on what Rocky's saying. This is the stuff we do. Yeah. This is stuff we enjoy doing. We appreciate everybody that came out Thursday. Um, you know, it wasn't crowds of thousands or anything like that. And we wouldn't have been able to fit you if it were. Uh, so we had filled up the back uh, end of this uh, bar, this bar and grill. And that was a lot of fun. It was good hearing your stories and meeting some of you mm. people we didn't even know were going to show up, showed yeah, up. That's right. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And then I brought them to Tammy and Terry's house. And um, I'll just give the two second description. It was three Pioneer Homes. Put into one. This is where Scotty Roberts and John Ward did part of their sizzle reel. Um, what was that for again, Scotty? I, I was just going to say, and it just left my brain. You were doing uh, the sizzle history reel trippers for history trippers. That's right. Uh, right. Another very active location. When you walk into this house, um, Tammy and Terry, they're they're um, antiquers, if if that's the right term. Uh, a lot of what they have in their house is literally authentic Native American artifacts from the 17 and 1800. So here's the question that me and Jeff were talking about, Scotty. When we look at this location, we, we have a couple things here uh, that could be potential reasons why, why she has the hauntings at the level she does. So for one, we're looking at three separate pioneer homes from the 1800s. So right, right. there has history. And the second thing is, is we are looking at the antiques that Terry collects that he brings into that home. And then third, that land that the house is on was native and still technically is native land. So, you know, I was asking Jeff, I'm like, what do you think is the producer of the paranormal or Scotty? Do you think it's all three factors? I think it's all three factors. When you build a house, first of all, their, their entire gorgeous log cabin looking mm -hmm. home, modern looking home built out of, like Rocky said, three different houses. They would collect all the supplies from houses taken down old homes and they would, and they rebuilt it into their house. Gorgeous house. 
Um, they also, uh, when you have artifacts, there is something to items that can retain spiritual activity. Um, that is not far-fetched at all. And uh, it's it's like possession. Think of demon possession. Mm-hmm. Only think of it being an, you know, an object. There's, there's this thing I have that has something in it. Whenever I get something old, I wonder about that myself. I look at, I have a ton of old books. Uh, that are antique books, and uh, I've got them in glass shelves. I've got statuettes. I've got things like this right behind me. Now, this isn't old, but this is made from stone in Luxor, Egypt. Um, That particular piece by an artisan out there. And so you wonder, is that going to hold energy? It was taken from the quarry of Hatshepsut. Would it maintain or carry some of that energy with it from the millennia's past? Um, you know, there are lots of things, you know, uh, little vials of sand I gave you from Senenmut's tomb and stuff like that. Let me ask you something really quick. So we know that a lot of natives back in the days didn't have the best opinions, I guess, of the white man, right? Um, it was a very tragic time in our history and we don't discount that. So do you think that the hauntings could be amplified because a white man owns native artifacts. And, and I know in the native community, a lot of things is a gift process, right? Like a native, like I was gifted an Eagle feather. Some people are gifted a peace pipe, yeah. uh, but this stuff here was not gifted to Terry. This was sought out, whether it be through auctions, whether it be through wherever he gets these artifacts from, it was not gifted to him. So do you think some of the hauntings there are amplified because it was not gifted to him? I I think that that's possible. I think you could have things gifted to you that can retain energy. Mm-hmm. Um, things you find, uh, things you, you're buying it in an antique store. Right. And of course, I think some of this stuff has been so trivialized in movies and things like that, where we watch this stuff and, oh, there's a demon attached to this brush. You know, that kills everybody throughout the movie or something. Um, I think that's where it's trivialized because there are artifacts can carry energy. And uh, there are some sometimes you have to do, um, if you will, clearings over the objects that you bring in. Um, and sometimes you don't know it until it happens. Uh, you say, what is causing this? What's the root of this activity or this mm-hmm. stuff that's going on in my house? And you can clear those objects. So, um, yeah, I think Terry and Tammy's house, uh, from what I saw there. Oh, do you remember? I believe Nikki was with us yep, at yep. the time. And do you, did she ever show you the images that were reflected in the window behind us? The face, bro. Yep. There was a face. There was a series of four or five pictures where it showed us interacting in the room. And was it, was it the window or was it the, it was a window something. It was the window. And it was funny that you say that too, because we actually started talking about things because Tammy it's coming back. Yep, there it is. Yep. Tammy and Terry were not there. And so I called Tammy. I'm like, I really wanted to show Jeff this location. She goes, Well, just go there. She told me how to get in and everything. So, but uh Terry stopped by really quick. He got off of work and then he was leaving to go camping to meet Tammy. But when he came there, Terry was talking about a few different people that have been to this location that says everything that's on the inside of the house is okay, paranormally speaking. But um, he's heard from more than one person that, and I think we've talked about this with him, Scotty, that there's something malevolent that is roaming the grounds 
and that is uh-huh. kind of keeping things trapped there. So when you referenced the picture, it just made me remember that moment that Terry told us of something being malevolent outside, and then you had Nikki who got those pictures of some kind of thing that was outside looking it in through the window. It was interesting because it was a reflection in the glass or what we thought was reflection, and you don't really notice it at first until you start comparing the four or five shots. Mm-hmm. And each shot, a face more and more materialized, and it was it was pretty uh, pretty ominous, evil-looking thing right? Um, in the window there. And so all I can do, folks, is share the story. We saw it, and we were there when that happened. We had all kinds of activity. Mm-hmm. We had lots of activity through the, the dowsing rods. Uh, these uh, There were johns that were just like this pair right here. Uh, this uh, metal uh, those are Those are the real deal right there, bro. Yeah, these were uh, handmade from an artisan, again, in Luxor, Egypt, made these for me. And uh, um, John had his set just like this, and he was picking up all kinds. He actually stopped us at one point and said, because we would ask John a question to pose to the rods, mm-hmm. and then he'd ask him. Yep. Then there was one point where I said, okay, John, ask it X, Y, Z, and it responded right away. He, he stopped, and he said, I have never had the rods do that, respond to somebody not holding them uh, before. And, and that's what we found is that whatever was connecting through those rods was uh, talking, uh, was listening to my questions, too. And probably yours and anybody else is sitting there. Well, you know, I've been skeptical. Uh, I used to be very skeptical of dowsing rods until the, I think it was right one of the very first times I ever met John. And then he did that demonstration in your driveway when you were up in New Richmond. And yes. uh, it was just mind blowing. And then, you know, you kind of jump into the rabbit hole. And even, so, I mean, for, for decades and for centuries, people have been doing dowsing just to find water sources. So it's not something that people can say it's not real because it is real. Uh, I think the skepticism comes into the spirit communication. But so here's one of those things is you have to be like me and Scotty is actually before you formulate an opinion, whether something works or doesn't work, you need to actually get out there and do the field work itself and then come up with your own conclusion. Because I don't have time to hear from people telling me how something is legit or not legit when they have never done a damn thing with it to come formulate their own opinion through their own research. You know what I'm saying, Cannoli? I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. We get a lot and, of those uh, people, bro. What's up? That's right. You know, I I <laughs> hate hearing stories sometimes from people. We we've worked with people in the past where we walk away and we go, mm, that guy's an idiot. He's an idiot. Uh, or 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 you know that's stupid. Uh, they don't know what they're talking about. They they don't. Now we don't know everything, obviously. But there are times you can walk away from something. You say, there are some people that ought not to be playing with this until they know what they're doing. And we don't play at this. Um, Now, yesterday, I will admit, we didn't take a lot of precautions yesterday to, like, um, stop anything down or to say, uh, let's sage ourselves or anything silly like that. Uh, We just walked right into it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I remember Travis at the end said, if we're done, he says, I can't leave this undone, and I have to go take care of business over here and close some things down, uh, which he did on a spiritual level. Dude, it was intense, bro. It freaked me out. It was. And then while he was doing that, I had that scream come through the spirit box, like when he was yes. getting rid of all those waywords or whatever, sending them back to wherever he was sending them. We got a I'm huge wondering, scream. 
I'm wondering if that's on the the little video I took because we stopped it right away because he told Jeff, tell Scotty, don't film this. And I had started a live stream. So I was in yep. about 30 seconds and cut it back. But we heard uh, that I got to check that out now and see if that scream is. Uh, and the only reason, uh, folks, he didn't want somebody to live stream this is because we have a bunch of overnight yahoos in this community that think that they're this this something special and they'll sit right. there and watch certain techniques not knowing what they're doing and then they may try to mimic what travis was doing which could That's actually it. make the situations a lot worse scotty roberts we got just a few seconds here before we go out ladies and gentlemen it's monday the situation room the big freaking cannoli scotty roberts and of course me the godfather of talk radio rocky stucci right here mojo 50 radio do not forget to visit the website StreamingTalkRadio.com. I can't believe I still have my voice. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Oh, yes, folks, right here, our Monday edition of Rocky Stucci's Situation Room, broadcasting from an undisclosed location right here, Mojo 5 Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday to each and every one of you. Thank you all so much for being here. Those of you that are listening around the world, we welcome you. And those that are watching on the YouTube channel, we welcome you as well. And um, without a doubt, I'm sure there's some amazing conversations going on in there. I can't do the YouTube, Scotty. I can't read the comments and do a show at the same time because... All the listeners will get irritated that I get distracted all the time trying to read comments on the uh, YouTube. Yeah, that's you know what it. I'm saying? That's it. You know, I uh, I like to when I do my show, at least before uh, uh, I launch, which because of the date and time here, we are technically Monday, but we're midnight Sunday to Monday. My show airs starts airing tonight at 9 p.m. Central, right? 10 p.m. Cent- uh, Eastern. And uh, I want to be able to interact with the chat room, which I always do. But if I get into the thick of it, I forget the chat rooms there, and I yep. got to go back and check it out. Right. So uh, I know how that is exactly. Yep. What that is it's tough, brother. Um. So here's during the break, uh, I was reminded to bring something up here on the program about something. So here's one of those things. A lot of people, again. Some people will laugh and mimic and ridicule this. I don't care because you know what they can do, Scotty? They can shut up. They can shut up. Shut up. Exactly. Oh, I smack. Ooh, swear to God. Do Um, it to face. (laughs) So it's happened numerous of times for me. I know it's happened numerous of times for Scotty where he's gone to a location and come home and weird shit starts happening in your home, right? So now... We went to a couple different locations this week. Well, the, the the bar that we broadcasted at, if you didn't listen, the owner was there telling stories of some of the paranormal events that happened in this bar. The bar is super haunted. So there's haunted location number one. The following day, we go to Tammy's and Terry's. Haunted location number two. But then the third day, which was yesterday, almost two days ago now for some people, uh, we go down to these woods that Scotty and myself have, has uh, investigated in the past. And there was some weird stuff going on yesterday. And then Scotty was referencing our friend Travis, uh, who was doing this banishment, uh, however you call it. Um, and right, it, dude, right. that alone was intense. And I just want to point out again that when Travis was doing this, we got this huge scream 
come through my spirit box while he was doing this. And it was almost like there was this malevolent thing that was here that was getting pulled back down to the hell that they belonged to be in. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and uh, when he did that, uh, that scream was, uh, it was as if on cue. Dude, no doubt about it. So last night, uh, I'm I'm home. I'm in bed. True story here, folks. Here, Let me tell you something about the cannoli myself. We don't fabricate this shit. Okay, see me when I say that we don't fabricate this shit because we have a big thorn in our ass for people that fabricate paranormal shit. And um, so, Scotty, I wake up because it started storming out last night and it was about two thirty quarter to three when I woke up and all the lights were off and I usually don't sleep with all the lights off, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 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 The lights stay on. You know, I kind of like a light on sometimes too. I'm telling you, I don't like outer darkness. I don't either, bro. I just don't. Ooh, Ooh, bro. Chills. What's up? So I looked, I don't know why my attention was directed towards my door when I woke up and I looked and it looked to be a full figure of an adult person that was standing in the corner. I'm looking at it right now. That was standing. I'm getting freaking chills, bro. Nice. I don't know if it's nice, man, but there was something standing there in the corner. And, uh, you know, and of course, here's your typical person. You know, we're like, okay, all right, I'm just waking up. I'm just waking up. I'm tired. My eyes are all, they're trying to adjust in the dark, whatever it may be. Uh, but there was something there. So anyways, I turn my light on and I get up and I go to the bathroom. I come back in. And I shut everything off just to see if there was something with lighting, even though there's no lighting, just to see if something was creating that. It could because right. a, a, a shadow figure, folks, is something darker than dark. You know what I'm saying? And yep. um, so when I shut my light off, Scotty, it wasn't there. Interesting. So, bro. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, that's that's the dangerous thing about what we do. Um, you know, we we have these things where where people say they clear themselves or, or whatever it may be. I, I don't even know if we're doing it correctly when we actually try to do it. Now, I know what Travis did yesterday. There was some real spiritual warfare shit going on, brother. Oh, yeah. I will tell you, I don't have this happen to me often. And if I have, I brush it off. Because I don't want to be one of those people. Mm -hmm. uh, no offense to anybody. But when we were going between a couple of these outbuildings and started to walk through the woods toward the open field where the burned down old farmhouse mm -hmm. was, used to be, I felt my head was so light and my ears, the compression in my ears had changed. And I felt sick. And I felt like it was pulling down from my head into my chest and my gut. And I said, man. So I don't feel good. And I see that stuff on the TV shows all the time. Oh, man, I don't feel good. Oh, I feel like I'm going to bar for something. Yeah. And, and you go, okay, I don't want to discount it because some of these people are good people. And I know them. But uh, I thought, I've never experienced this before. And uh, Travis took, he was wearing a, a rope around his waist, mm -hmm. which was, I'm just going to call it something that was blessed. It's part of what he does as a high priest. He took it off and he threw it around my, my shoulders and he said, wear that. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, you were recording on the spirit box or, or and uh, you said something, too, about your head. 
It was like and, somebody, uh, it's like somebody had a vice grip to it and was squeezing my head. Yes. Up. That's the way I felt. And we're standing in sunshine yep. in the day. Oh, and by the way, this is the same time where the Hawk Dude, came over. That was so freaking cool, bro. And uh, what did Travis say? Now, coincidentally, do Hawks fly over you in the country? Sure. Sure they do. But remember the last time we were there three years ago, we had a hawk that was circling over us and screeing when we were picking up EVPs. Dude, this one literally, folks, listen to this. When we looked up, it literally was doing small circles looking at us. Looking right over us. We were in a big clearing in the woods, and it's screeing up there. And Travis said, a hawk is a symbol of the gate opener. He's opening the gate. He's drawing spirits in. And Travis had said something as we exited one of those bunkers. He said something about there's seven people coming up the path. Mm -hmm. One might be a small child. And then Rocky is way over there by the path. And he comes into the clearing and he says, uh, uh, it just said seven people. You know, something like that. We got so, that on the spirit box, bro. <clears throat> that's what it was. And so there was all this synchronicity. At the same time, I'm feeling the head thing down into my body. Rocky's feeling it. We're standing in the gorgeous sunshine uh, in the clearing in the woods. So, chills. Uh, and, and then the the hawk spinning over our head, screeing mm -hmm. over us. And, and Travis saying, you know, the hawk is so-and-so. Oh, he actually said that. Before the hawk was overhead, we heard it yep. in the distance. And he said, you know, a hawk is a is an animal symbol uh um spirit guide to I, I don't know what he called it uh that ushers in it helps bring spirits it's been known for millennia and as he's saying this and we're talking and listening to the spirit box suddenly that hawks over our head circling and circling and circling and screeing as we're picking up messages as we're both feeling a little ill as Travis is seeing seven as the box it says seven are coming and things like that. So it was an interesting afternoon. That's when he also had me, when he threw the rope around my uh, my shoulders, he had me run that beaded uh, small necklace bracelet in the hat, and he said, give that to Rocky. This is the uh, first time, Roberts, that because I've been on a lot of investigations with you, and yeah. this is the first time yesterday that I've actually seen your body so reactive towards the energies around us. Oh, I, I've never had it happen like that before. You know, when it's an 85, 90 degrees out and our, our hair is standing on oh. end. Oh, oh, there, there was the place. Remember when we were there before, folks, and we've told you this story before. Rocky, you acknowledge this, uh, where we had the woman that was calling yes. uh, back to us as we were leaving one particular site out there. This was three years ago. And... Uh, uh, Rocky was very responsive to that. It was calling to him. We were in one of the other buildings there, and I asked if that woman was around. And uh, three times on three different occasions over maybe 20 minutes, mm -hmm. she said, I am here. I'm here. She kept telling that to Rocky. And uh, we were asking her. Uh, I'm getting it now, brother. Bro, know, bro, bro, what's up? I'm standing there. I'm no big Freddy cat, right. and I'll tell you that. I'm standing there in one of these side rooms. It's a concrete bunker that may have been used for stables or something like that, and it's all graffitied over now, buried in the woods in the overbrush. But uh, I'm standing there now. 
Well, that's a dashing look there, Roberts. All right. My legs. There you go. Go ahead, Roberts. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I just saw a single signal came up. Um, And so I was getting it all over my body, this this tingly uh, chills. And there we are. It's 85 degrees outside. Beautiful sunshine. You know, there's no wind. We're not cold. And so it was uh, um, interesting, the re- the physical reactions, the manifestations that were taking place. So let me ask you this, because something was different yesterday than our original. And, and, and there's nothing glorious about our first trip down there when it comes to the paranormal side of things. There was nothing that we were high-fiving each other on. You know, we right. were dealing with a lot of children, a lot of child activity last time yes. we were down there. We were hearing things with their own ears. But when we went back there yesterday, Roberts, um, something was different. Now, let me say this really quick. When I've gone to the Velisca Axe Murder House in Iowa, where six children were massacred with an axe, and then the, both parents were massacred, um, you know, people go there. They, it's booked for months for people to go there and investigate. I got kind of, I got some issues with that. But people go there because they think they're going there to comfort the children. I don't believe it's those children there. There's no way in freaking hell it's those children. I believe it's something malevolent that portrays itself to be children because people show up there with candy and toys, and they go there, and their hearts are completely wide open without spiritually protecting themselves. Now, when we were up here yesterday, we got to do a lot more visual work because it was daylight out. And even Travis validated yesterday that there's been a lot of different type of practices that has happened on this land now. So do you think that what was there yesterday compared to what was there three years ago are the same right. thing? Yeah, uh, there, there is. There's a lot of different things that took place. There was a lot of different graffiti we saw yesterday. One had the Tetragrammaton mm-hmm. on there. Uh, the the big pentacle with the Adonai written over the top and other different things. And uh, uh, what did it, Travis call this? He called this uh, bad magic hygiene yep. or something That's like right. that. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's some things that kids mostly, and by kids, I mean teenagers, college age, uh, they see these things in the movies or on TV or read about it or something. And they go out and try to do this stuff and replicate. This is why he didn't want me to film what mm-hmm. he was doing. Um, he didn't want people to see that and try to, to mimic that. And uh, um, they see that stuff and then they try to they try to do their own thing. They think they know everything to do. Uh, you know, it would be, I don't know, I can't even think of, a, uh, of an example of somebody that watches something in a movie and then believes they know everything there is to know about it. Uh, and it just doesn't work that way. And so that is what has opened things up down there. Now, Rocky, I got to mention this. Mention it, brother. Come on. What's up? I thought it was very telling yesterday that Travis was doing something in one of the buildings where there were three little side stalls. It's all concrete on both sides with a main aisle, not a big room or or a big building, but we're in there and uh, Travis does his breathy i call it his breathy thing you know and mm-hmm. and you know you know he's opening all kinds of things up by the way just never mind i'm not going to tell you that so oh, you could have said it bro you could have said so uh nothing to do with nothing so um he opens this all up and he at, at that same moment you came out of one of the front things and you were asking for somebody to show up to talk to us 
uh, right after Travis did that. And a voice came over and said, holy shit. Do you remember that? Dude, I did. Holy shit. Yes. He said. Yep. And then I said, whoa. And we were going, whoa. Well, what just happened? Uh, who is this? Could you give us your name? I heard in two syllables uh, like this. I heard Roger. Uh, so it was Roger we're getting. And then Travis said, oh, first I said, Roger, where, um, where are you coming from? And it said vortex. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spoken word vo- yep. vortex. And, uh, Travis said, said, walks up and he says, that's interesting. I just opened a vortex right here. And I put up a golden light for them to come to, to be drawn to it. So they could come to us from the other side. This was all, by the way, 10, 15 minutes before the scene with the Hawk and yep. us feeling a little sick and so on. We're still inside the building here. And, uh, so we had those three things said, uh, uh, holy shit, Roger vortex. And then I said, what do you call? Oh, no, no, no. The first thing was, where are you coming from? And he said, other side. Yep. Yep. And then I said, what do you call this other side? I was looking for him to say something like heaven, hell, Mm -hmm. Valhalla, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, what do you call this other side? And it said vortex. Oh, yes. Those four things were said. Did we get any of this on video? Because I know we did some, but only we had to stop doing some because every time we went into the physical structure, we kept losing signal. We'd lose our signals because uh, we're way out in the woods, first of all. So we had sketchy signal to begin with. And then uh, we'd go inside those concrete structures and there was nothing. So explain to me then, Roberts, about um, the feeling because... When you told me that you were feeling ill, in fact, I still yeah. kind of feel ill right now. I do too. Almost like uh, I'm hungover. Not as bad now. Right. Yep. Not, not as bad now. So and what do you know. think it's from? <clears throat> I think, and this sounds so bullshitty to some people. I, I know. don't care, bro. It don't sound bullshitty to us. I, I'm only putting that caveat in there to so everybody knows we recognize that it can sound that way to mm-hmm. people who, are, who don't know anything about this stuff. But I think that the spirits that are there, that manifest, that speak to you, takes a hell of a lot of energy to do the things they do. And sometimes they draw on your energy, mm-hmm. not possession. They're using, uh, it, like you hear of batteries quitting on, on cameras and recorders and flashlights and things like that, because they suck the energy out of things to be able to speak to you. Right. Uh, and so we had so much activity going on that I believe we, and you and I were doing the primary talking. Mm-hmm. Travis was all protected. He had all his ropes and his beads on and all his priestly stuff. Uh, I think he walked into there much more prepared to have the potential of being drained uh, happen to him. And so he was okay. Um, for you and I, uh, we didn't do that ahead of time. We just walked in and, and did this. We, I think we were expecting a light afternoon and, uh, you know, it's daylight and all you don't think, you know, and so I think we both got drained of energy. Yep. Oh, look at those eyes, man. Those eyes are kind of creeping me out, bro. I was standing outside between the building and the path when you were coming up, when you were doing the spirit box and. And uh, Travis and I were there, and I think in a couple of seconds this should come back on. And uh, 
so that's where it hit me. Uh, I felt compression, like like I was uh, altitude changing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I felt the headache, and then it went down through and everything, and I got I got a bit stumbly. Um, I was lightheaded. It felt like now when Travis put that rope around my shoulders, um, it took a couple of minutes, and I was almost back to normal. Uh, so there was something. It was something cleansing with that, something blocking that uh, energy from being used. So that's what I'm assuming it was. He never explained it to me. We were in the thick of things. So uh, uh, lots of stuff going on out there. I dig it, bro. I dig it. I'm glad that we did I it. I think that's why we lost our energy. I think that's why we felt sick. You know, you're right. You're right. It, and, you know, there's a thing, too, is that a lot of times we go to these more sinister locations. Um, you, it does. It is draining, you know, and it does take time to hang over. I remember Lisa one time. She was messed up for like five freaking days. But during yeah. the break, I was going to mention something else. And I remembered, believe it or not, I fuck. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up now? You were that close. Dude, I made it to the F U and halfway to the C. You know what I'm saying? You were, you were, you were half a syllable into a one syllable word. It, it, explain this to me, Robert. Explain this to me. I'll explain it best I can. So there was an experiment in the 70s. I believe, don't not, it was either called the Daniel experiment or the Charlie experiment. I can't remember which one it was. And what these guys did is they got a, a new home and they went into this home and this was, it, it went on over months and they treated this location as if it was extremely haunted every single day. They, it, to them, they manifested the reality that this location was haunted. Now, mind you, when I say this, they didn't have the equipment that we have accessible to us today. Uh, I think back then, Scotty, in the 70s, what did they did They sell the eight-track recorders, mm. the eight-millimeter recorders. Eight-track eight tr- uh, cassette recorders, and that's about it. Yeah. So, And then actually over time, as they treated this location as haunted, it became haunted. They actually started getting paranormal activity. And, and so something I tell people, uh, especially skeptical people. I don't try to convince anybody of anything, period. But if you are so closed-minded off to the possibilities of the universe, you're never going to ever experience the possibilities the universe has to offer. And it's like the more you believe in this, the more open-minded you are to possibilities, the more experiences that you have. Now, I can't explain what happened in this home in the 70s during the Daniel experiment or Charlie experiment? Did they manifest that to become a reality or did they in a way conjure spirits because they were trying to communicate with spirits? So did that draw them to that location? You know, you're talking the possibility of like creating a tulpa. Uh, Our mind and our energy actually creates something that didn't exist prior to that moment. Um, the more energy you give it, the more real it becomes. Uh, tulpas are like, if you will, for lack of a better description, they're, they're like the, um, the spirit version of like a golem. Remember a golem was a clay figure you could build. Uh, look at that mouth, bro. Damn. You got a sexy mouth. I Roberts. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Uh, sorry about that. No, go ahead. Uh, it's like a, uh, did you catch where I said it's like a golem? Yep, right there. Uh, and uh, it's where 
you would craft a human man out of clay and uh and this is a, a jewish uh jewish magic and uh, you would insert a spell a written spell into its chest and that thing would come to life and do your bidding and so a tulpa is a lot like that only on a spiritual level we give it so much energy that it manifests mm-hmm. uh now i am also of a firm belief that you can call things in Remember during the break, I started to tell you a story about uh, there was a day when we were actively, I'd started a company. We were looking to rebuild a replica of Shakespeare's Globe Theater from 1599. And we were working with one of the cities in the northern tier here in the Twin Cities with a piece of land where we're going to put up a little festival and put up the Globe Theater, uh, which would operate year round. And I was talking to a man named John Zaffis. Some of you may know who he is. He was the nephew of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were the first couple that was into the Amityville house in the real story back in the early 70s. And they've done movies, The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, and I think The Conjuring 3 they're doing now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Those are loosely based on, and the couple in that is supposed to be Ed and Lorraine Warren. That's who they are. Well, John told me, and he's picked this up, and he's been known as the godfather of the paranormal for 30-plus years. Um, he told me, uh, as I was asking, I said, do you think a replica of the Globe Theater could, and he stopped me right there and he said, absolutely. He said, you build a replica of the Globe, you could attract the spirits that might have been associated with the real Globe in England, London, England on the River Thames 400 years ago. Look at the Titanic uh, Museum down in Branson, Missouri. Right. It's haunted as hell. That's right. And it's they're not at the bottom of the Atlantic right now, but it's attracting some of those spirits, people believe. So uh, I think you can, if you want to play as if your house is haunted, you may just attract something real to it. Well, you know, uh, Lisa you and I just manifest it. Right. Lisa and I started doing a lot of spiritual work at the beginning of our phases in the spiritualism. Uh, we started doing a lot of spiritual work in our house. At first, we had nothing, then we had something. Then we had too much. Then we started getting noisy ghosts. You know what I'm saying? They, they started. Yep. Uh, it's like it's like we put an open sign on the front of our house that says, you know what? If, you, if, if you're a wayward or a traveler or if you're a lost soul. Come on in. Come on in. The you know, she house is open. And it started getting freaking scary, bro, um, with, with poltergeists and weird shit like that. And, and again, I don't have even a proper theory on are we manifesting that to be a reality? Are, is our energy and our thoughts promoting that and bringing it in. Uh, there's so many different ways we can go down and have these conversations. I, I still don't understand how and why we do what we do, but I just know it's real. Yeah, it is real. Uh, Rainy and I have had a lot of things happen to us over the years. We tend to nowadays not do a whole lot of stuff in our home because we kind of learned a lesson by doing that stuff in our home. We're drawing that stuff into our home. Um, you know, we have things, uh, and I know I've told lots of stories in the past, a really simple one. We got two times I can remember over a course of a couple of different years. Well, there was one day we were mad. We were yelling at each other like husbands and wives do. All the kids were gone for the weekend. This is before Flynn was even born. Uh, we didn't have any kids of our own yet. We're yelling and we hear upstairs one of the girls' bedroom doors slam. And uh, there was no wind going through that. I mean, it wasn't a click. 
kind of closing. It was like slam, like somebody took that door and swung it like a baseball bat. And uh, uh, we both looked at each other, broke us right out of our anger at each other. We both looked at each other and went, whoa, 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 did you hear that? Oh, how could I miss it? Let's go. We're creeping up the stairs together. Damn, and, and we had other stuff like that happen before. Uh, big bangs in the house. And we can't find the source of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, some weird stuff going on, Roberts. So, Roberts, yeah. we, we got about a minute left here. And I just want to make sure tomorrow is your debut broadcast of the return of Intrepid yes, Radio. Give everybody the 411 Pro. All right. It's frankly, it's it's later tonight, but. Whoa. What the hell was that? I get up in the morning. It's Monday morning. And, uh, of course, uh, I got this little thing going on. You're going to have to let me know when it comes back no, you're up. Good. You're good. There we go. Uh, sorry to do that, folks. But uh, I start the Intrepid Radio program over on Odyssey Radio. You can catch it there. You can catch it. Hopefully, if I do everything right, you'll still catch it over on Simulcast over on my YouTube channel. As usual, 9 p.m. Central, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to be talking a whole lot more paranormal and weird stuff than I am going to be talking politics. So. You know what, dude? Paranormal is more normal than the normal, which seems to be paranormal. You know what I'm saying, Roberts? Paranormally speaking and normally speaking, yes, I do I do agree with you. I it's all that. normal. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for being here. We appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. We have a kick-ass week. We're going to be here with you all the way through the entire week, and uh, let's do this together. So rule number one, folks. Don't take shit from nobody. StreamingTalkRadio.com. Good night, everybody. With long...